to micro queers it's your weekly queer horror short roundup and i'm joe and i'm trace and um joe we're going to old mcdonald's farm today <laughs> yes the nursery rhyme of your nightmares <laughs> uh yeah everyone we we're discussing uh sam millman and peter vass's queer well yeah yeah well no we'll call it yeah. a queer horror short yeah old mcdonald which is a fun little play on, I guess, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? For sure, yes. <laughs> and it's appropriate, I guess, considering that we're talking about the short before Halloween. So, I don't know. Lots of people seem to think that Texas Chainsaw is like the scariest horror film, right? Um, yes. I've been seeing a lot of people throw that around. It's interesting, though. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, I did see it actually after I saw the remake. Whoops. Ooh. But it's always a movie that I'm like, oh, like, I get why it's so popular. It makes me feel absolutely disgusting and exhausted. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, don't particularly enjoy watching it. So I don't actually rewatch it a lot. So I'm actually due for a rewatch on Texas Chainsaw Massacre relatively soon. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think that the short benefits if you know a little bit about it. But I also think that it's so self-aware that it's kind of playing up the fact that, like, do you know horror tropes? If so, you'll still get something out of this. It is, and I, I'm conflicted. So I, I think that this is actually probably, again, one of the more high production value shorts we've seen. And it also has some names in it. I mean, we've got, I was going to say Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle's Madison Iceman, but I guess people might know her more as the, the babysitter in Annabelle Comes Home. Right. I really kind of like the first half of this short, but then you think it's going to do something subversive plot-wise, and then it mm -hmm. just doesn't. Like, it just kind of fizzles out for me. <laughs> Yeah, and before we get too much further into it, uh, in case people have not checked it out, the synopsis is a road trip takes a turn when a group of young concert goers stumble onto Old McDonald's abandoned farmhouse. <laughs> and of course, if you haven't watched it yet, the link to the short is going to be in our show notes, and you can also check on our socials. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, but basically three kids pick up a hitchhiker, they go to the hitchhiker's house, and they are slowly picked off one by one. Mm hmm. And it should be noted that Millman and Vass are coming from a comedy writing and directing background. So they are also known as bad weather films. And apparently they're quite big on YouTube. So they have over 10 million views. And they also directed a feature a couple years before this called Laid in America, which is basically kind of looks like American Pie only with foreign exchange students. <laughs> So the humor background is very evident when you watch this. And I don't know. I think there's some interesting things being done by comedians who also have an interest in horror. But I do think that here the horror is subsumed by the comedy. It is. I mean, we get like a little bit of gore. Um, we get like the severed head of the more masculine gay guy, Mark, played by James Morrissini. But yeah, it's um interesting. So going into the angle, oh, it's comedians doing horror, which is obviously a thing that is happening a lot more often now. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before, how humor is very subjective. But there were times when, 
I was like, oh, that was really clever. But then they would like add an extra line to it where I was like, ah, that was just like one line too many. Like it's Mm -hmm. like calling attention to the joke instead of just letting the audience get the joke. Yeah. I was going through, again, a lot of up and down with the the quality of the humor in this. Yeah. I kept waiting for more subversive pieces because when you're playing on Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you're basically mocking some of these very, very familiar horror tropes, the inclination then from your audience is, oh, it's also doing comedy, so it's going to play off of that. So when Mark's head gets delivered on a platter, I was like, where's the joke? I knew that this is what was going to happen the minute that she took him to the bathroom. That's the thing. I was kind of hoping that they weren't actually going to be like a cannibalistic murder family. And so when it was that, and especially with the ending, when it just ends with her getting killed, it's like, oh, it's so underwhelming. Well, we're going to call out a couple tropes. Like, you know, we, we of course get the, we should split up. Why? I don't know. See, and that works, right? I, the I don't know is what sells it. Because I think if it had just ended with why, it's like, okay, well, we just watched Cabin in the Woods. And we've also seen the split up thing, like, spoofed a thousand times. Right. And so the delivery of him running away, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's good. Or, I mean, even Iceman's delivery earlier when, when, the, when the hitchhiker, you know, invites them home for a delicious home-cooked meal. And she's like, well, yeah, but the way you emphasize delicious, <laughs> that works for me. But I don't know. I'm trying to think... Okay, well, let's go into the queerness then, because honestly, I thought the ew, she is not my girlfriend line landed like a thud. Like written by straight people who are like, oh, gay men find women disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, so, so we don't really know if Millman or Vass are gay or straight, mm-hmm. but you get the vibe that this is two straight men writing two queer characters. I did appreciate that they gave us one who was slightly more effeminate and one who was slightly more masculine, but... The effeminate one played a little bit too much into queer stereotypes for me. A little bit, yeah. I appreciated that Mark was kind of level-headed, like it helped to distinguish them. So they weren't just like, oh, two boys and their girlfriend on a road trip. They did have a little bit more character. I would actually say like Lisa has virtually no character apart from being hot. Is she supposed to be ditzy? I did write her as like the ditzy blonde girl. And so I think that's what they're kind of spoofing here. But I wasn't. Yeah, you're right, though. She has no character other than just to kind of like be funny, I guess. Mm -hmm. Particularly in the end scene when she's the sole survivor and she runs out of the house and she literally takes her top off so that she can tie it over her (laughs) bullet wound. I was like, oh, so we're just making fun of how horror movies get hot women to take their clothes off? Because again, it's like, where's the joke? I did appreciate the fuck you old McDonald. And then it ends with just him like hitting her off screen. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like it's just roll it. credits. And so it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, uh, like people that have money and they can like make kind of a high quality short film, but the intellect and the writing isn't really there. Like this very much feels like people who are aware of very familiar horror tropes that are just they're fine just calling them out, but not doing anything else with the call out. But we've seen that so many times. I mean, God, like, we can say scary movie back in 2000, but it goes back even further before that, because there's obviously been meta horror. So I'm sorry, scream. <laughs> well, and student bodies in 1981. Yeah. And, yeah. New Nightmare 1994, 93, whatever year that was. Sure. A lot of the meta humor in this feels very lazy. But I do give credit to the cast for being very game in their performances. Like, everyone's really committing here. 
Yes, I would give that to the Central Trio more so than any of the McDonald family members. I thought the young one, the male character who was not old McDonald, I thought it was Angus Sampson from Insidious. (laughs) (laughs) It is not. It is not. (laughs) But old McDonald, he did have a farm. (laughs) And on that farm, he had animals. (laughs) I like that. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, if anything, this felt like, all right, yeah, we've we've got some money, we like to make shorts, we have this following, wouldn't it be funny if we did a horror take on a familiar nursery rhyme and gently ribbed on some of the familiar horror tropes? And it's like, cool, but it also feels like that's as far as the idea went. They didn't really think, okay, so what is our story? Okay, what are we trying to say? What are we trying to do here? And it's so disappointing when you get to the end of the short because you keep waiting for the payoff or the punchline yeah. and it just putters out. No, I agree. I mean, it's a nine minute. It feels like an extended SNL sketch, really, that they can go R-rated with. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the punchline is missing because it goes exactly where you think it's going to go, which is ironic for something that's trying to critique horror tropes and then it just does it anyway. Yeah. What do we think of the queer representation here? So you you mentioned that you kind of like that there were two different types of queer stereotypes. I mentioned that Mm -hmm. I like that one of them was relatively smart. Again, I think just due to the length or maybe because of what they're trying to go for, we don't get even a good sense of the relationship apart from like one is ditzy and prone to making impulsive decisions. So I don't know. I like that it's matter of fact. Yeah, we talked about this before about how like oh the typical queer stereotype for like like a gay white man is the effeminate trope and we discussed how yes that that's a stereotype but there also are effeminate gay men out there of course so they yeah. exist I don't necessarily love that, like, he's the kind of stupid, selfish one, because I think, like, you can have an effeminate gay man, but another part of that stereotype is that they're vapid, stupid, selfish, you know? And to see this character play into that was a bit kind of like, oh, like, okay, but then the masculine one's the smart one, because he's masculine and thus more manly. And, I mean, I'm reading way more into this than I think it needs to be read into, but, like, (laughs) it's just one of those things where it's like... It's a little (laughs) irksome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like having a queer couple. There didn't need to be. They could have just been three friends. They could have been Mm -hmm. a straight couple and another girl. I do think at the end of the day, this was probably designed so that you could get rid of the two men and then you would be left with a final girl, which is, you know, another trope we've discussed at length. So, Well, and honestly, I was expecting the final girl to be Tommy. Okay, see, even that would have been a little bit more subversive, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, that's where I thought it was going. So then when we get just your standard final girl, which, again, I like Madison Iceman. I think she's very charismatic and she's good in this. But, yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, so we're not going to let one of the gay guys be the final girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So would you want some kind of longer version or a feature-length version of this? I mean, I like the concept of this. I think it's kind of fun. Uh, is there any trademarking on Old McDonald as an IP? <laughs> or is it public domain? <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, there's like a PETA horror short that's almost exactly the same name. So I think maybe it's a IP-free zone. Well, that's cool. I I don't know. You, you know what I, I was getting a lot of vibes from this was that awful movie Pitchfork that we watched for our mm. article series last year right. or earlier this year. Granted, that movie is terrible. But I feel like a feature-length version of this would just look like that. 
And so I'm just kind of like, I don't really know if I want a feature-length version of this. I mean, if you did more to play with the tropes and subvert expectations and not just make it like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but funny, and we're calling out the cliches, mm-hmm. sure, like, do something more. But based on this short alone, which, again, I think it's a fun diversion. It just doesn't do anything special. Right. I, I can't see myself wanting a feature-length version of this. No, I'm inclined to agree. There's just not enough here, and I don't have enough confidence in what we are seeing to say, like, oh, yeah, give me a longer version of it. I mean, I think we've discussed this maybe offline. I don't know if we've talked about it on the air, but the hillbilly deluxe cannibal story, it's Mm -hmm. one of my least favorite subgenres of horror. I'm just (laughs) not really interested in it. I swear you and my husband are so much more alike than I ever could have imagined because, yeah, the hillbilly horror genre is like his least favorite (laughs) subgenre of horror films. (laughs) Yeah, my courtesy probably extends to The Hills Have Eyes and a couple of the wrong turn films and the rest I'm just like, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah, well, we'll have to cover Deliverance one day in this podcast because that's a different type of uh, hillbilly horror. Oh, see, that one I find genuinely clever, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's prestige. That that's elevated horror. This is true. <laughs> yes. And then we'll we'll partner it with Lowbrow, which is the River Wild. Oh my god, I love the River Wild. <laughs> Meryl Streep on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> on a raft. <laughs> There's a concept you can take to the bank. I agree. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ugh. That that's what that movie was missing. Was more deliverance style antics. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, sorry, we got <laughs> off track on a microqueers episode. That might be the first time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Listeners, let us know what you think. I mean, again, I, I still think it's a fun little short. It just doesn't do anything special. So let us know what you think. What did you think of old McDonald and his farm? <laughs> yes, indeed. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think on that note, we can cross out old McDonald. Yes, and cross out microqueers. Queers. <laughs>